This is the Non-Typical Nation podcast with your hosts, Brody Teal and Eric Labrie. Let's talk hunting and absolutely everything else that goes with it. Welcome back to a brand new Non-Typical Nation podcast. We're doing something a little bit different today, sort of casual. We've got Lance Albert with us. He's the owner of BRCO Hunts. We've got uh, Troy Esau. You've seen his face before. You've heard him before in our podcasts. And we are right at sort of the tail end of um, our Saskatchewan moose hunt. Now, we're hunting moose, but we're also hunting mule deer and whitetail. And uh, it's sort of the perks of hunting with this guy right here and his outfitting business. So we're on day five today. Day three, I ended up getting a bull moose. I am ecstatic still about that. And uh, now Troy is uh, is chasing bulls with uh, the stick with the, and string. Yeah, chasing them with the APA. And you had a ton of action early on, so why don't you sort of share with everyone how day one, day two... Yeah, you bet. So day one, uh, very first thing in the morning, um, had a bull come out, property we did not uh, have permission to be on. And uh, he came within probably 250, 300 yards and uh, unfortunately caught our wind and didn't make his way across. And that was, uh, it was a beautiful bull. Got some awesome footage of him, but unfortunately he just didn't come across. And so that was morning of day one and you needed him to cross the trail basically yeah. onto the other side, but he was coming in hot oh, until yeah. he caught your wind. Definitely coming in hot, definitely fired up, ready to go. But uh, unfortunately, I just basically got to the point where he caught our wind. We had no, we had no cover. Um, we couldn't go any further, and basically, he used his nose and caught us. Well, and that's the thing with Saskatchewan, right? You've got spots with no trees at all, no cover. Mm -hmm. Then you've got bluffs of bush and little drainages that you can occasionally yeah. work. Yeah. Um, so just different terrain all over here. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Some some fields have no trees on them whatsoever. Yeah. And like the field they were in just had the grain stubble and that was it. And That's crazy. Not much you could do there unless you have a decoy or Yeah. Not with the bow. Yeah. Right? When you're no. gonna get in close. Yeah, exactly. And so morning one you had that bull come right across the field and morning yeah. two was pretty Mor much. Morning the same two thing. bull bull smaller bull came from almost the same spot and uh, he came just like on an absolute string right to us and uh just wasn't quite what i was after on day two uh but he came across running grunting coming in hot um but just couldn't make it happen it wasn't quite big enough so lives to see another day mm -hmm. yeah and then day three well the moose action was day three was the morning you and i went out and day three it was they were calling for strong winds it, we knew it was going to be our hottest day of the week so I woke up thinking, you know, if there's any day it's not going to happen, it's probably going to be yeah. today. We got out there at about 6 a.m. Hunting start time was right around 6.50. And uh, at 7.03, we had a bull come right on our trail. Gave us about two or three seconds. Camera turned on, scope on him, and kapow, we got our, uh, we got our bull. That one happened quick. Um, but just a ton of fun. Before we get too deep in the week... Um, let's rewind a bit. I mentioned hunting with you has its perks. Yes. Why don't you give everybody the lowdown on BRCO hunts, where you're located, and what you guys offer as an outfitting business. Alright, hello. Uh, as Brody mentioned, my name is Lance Albert. I'm a proud member of the Sweetgrass First Nation here in Treaty 6 territory in Saskatchewan. So, I just want to um, follow up as to what Brody was saying, hunting with not only me, but all First Nation outfitters 
that outfit their business on reservation. You have no really set season, like anywhere, well, ours, for example, is September 1st to December 31st. So inside that period, you could hunt whitetail, mule deer, moose, elk, antelope, all in that season, and there's no set dates. It's all one season. So that is the perk of hunting on First Nation land in Saskatchewan, and it also leaves us, like, we got to really manage our animals um, saying that the season is from September 1st to December 31st. You don't really want to take all those animals out before their rut period comes because they do got to um they do got to find their mate and make those other animals yes yeah, exactly they, they still need them to health. maintain a healthy population and so that is what interested me in your guys's product that's how i found antler obsession we put down the mineral during the rut period you start putting down the mineral right away that way they have those nutrients so when their horns do fall off they have a jump start on growing those horns again and also the does have that advantage of giving the the feet uh, the fetus yeah. that extra nutrients that they need when they're inside the womb so that's how i got linked up with these guys we just started mes messaging each other and you know I, I needed to know more and man i tell you putting down that mineral in the december period really helps and you know it just it's it's amazing how you have a strip of mineral and you have the bait pile over here and they're hitting that mineral hard yeah. like they're hitting the mineral more than the bait because they need that through to get them through the winter well the harsh winters here in it's Saskatchewan. naturally craving because it has the nutrients that they need to reach their maximum potential whether that's antler growth body size um or just lifespan even they know what they need and they'll continue to hit it um but yeah that just goes back to you and how much time and effort you put into managing your wildlife. Yes, definitely. You will only guide so many people every week. You'll only guide so many people each month and so many people throughout the, the season. You mm -hmm. set a limit for yourself. Exactly. Um, and that is why we've seen moose every single day of the week. Mm -hmm. And that's why we've seen mule deer every single day of the week. And yeah. we're I'm hunting whitetails now and we've got whitetails running around too. Mm -hmm. Because you manage them and um, and yeah, you know, putting out feed, putting out minerals, they know what they need, especially in those harsh winter conditions. Um, and then that keeps them around, that keeps them, you know, hopefully pulls them through the harsh winter so you don't find deadheads all over the place, yes, exactly, right? And you yeah. have more bucks for the next year. Um, but yeah, super cool, you know, how you guys operate. Um, just all the different species you can offer for a hunting outfitting business. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, so we got that moose on day three and now I'm on to deer and whether a guy wants to do bow or rifle, you're pretty much open yes, to anything. Yes, exactly. That, just like I said before, the September 1st, December 31st, you could shoot archery anywhere in those dates or shoot rifle anywhere in those dates. And also new this year, we, we started the waterfall. So BRCO is now doing waterfalls, spring bird hunts. Uh, we do the fall bird hunts too as well. So. Hit us up on Instagram at BRCO Hunts. Yeah, and so what's neat as well, if a guy has a tough season, or if the season's not going so well, he might be able to slip into that December hunt yes, as well. Exactly. Now I'm you are booking up and whatnot, so that's not a guarantee someone could get in, but it doesn't hurt to reach out yeah, to you and definitely and see. With the madness going around in the world right now with COVID nineteen, um, the pandemic, it's everything's up in the air. Yeah. Um, we're playing it week by week, like I, I 
keep in close contact with all the hunters and some of them say one week they're coming and then two days later they say they, they say they don't want to come you know some people just don't want to risk risk that of traveling around and uh, maybe getting sick so everything's up in the air we are filling cancellation spots up as we go so yeah like brody said reach out to us on uh, instagram so brco hunts on instagram on a lighter note the uh the opportunity is just incredible like myself i'm from manitoba and uh, i really don't have opportunity to hunt mule deer yes exactly. like the only way to chase saskatchewan mule deer is through a native outfit like mm -hmm. yourself so mm -hmm. it's really really cool the fact that you can just show up and chase mule deer from mm -hmm. september to december like you can do the spot and stock if you want or you can hunt hunt the rut uh yeah. late yeah. season like yeah. it's just really really cool exactly and you guys have have taken some incredible mule deer over the years too <laughs> yes, i know i've definitely. looked back in your photos you've showed me some big ones uh -huh. um and that was you know i reached out to you because that's sort of what i wanted and then yes. i seen some of the moose you guys were taking down yes. so that yeah. sort of stole me away from that yeah. but um cool thing is you know i have a sit this afternoon i have tomorrow as well and if i have a nice mule deer come through well that gives you the opportunity you could yes, you exactly. can take that right yeah yeah really like the opportunity is just fantastic yes, really just to knock some species off of a guy's bucket list exactly and that's that's why we are so honored to have that opportunity to give to you guys yeah you know um it's just it's just win-win for both people yeah you know and and for the hunter like like you said if you say you're hunting in your home province and nothing goes good hey you know what give us a call yeah. you could have a second crack at it over here in saskatchewan but yeah and yeah. a lot of people don't know they think that as an outfitter on a reserve that you guys can shoot as many critters as you yeah. want that's not really how it works no. you still have your set quotas yes. that are given to you guys yeah. so you still you know play within yes, those boundaries exactly um it uh that's that's the important thing you know it's we work with the province on that one um they give us our export permits and then the reserve also tries to follow those guidelines yep. and that helps everybody it helps the herd of the animals yep. and it you know it just it makes for better hunting like yeah. you guys said here you guys see lots of animals um, yeah. everything moose yeah. whitetail mule deer you know and we did see some antelope yeah and um it's just uh it's it's something that's very important out there you can't just book a lot of hunters and you know have one nope. good season you know you gotta and really manage your areas yeah. you gotta really manage your areas and uh that is very important out there yeah. so yep yeah well and and relationships for yourself is important exactly. like you you've told us majority of your clients are repeat customers yes. they've been yeah. coming for two three four five years yeah and you like making those relationships you Definitely. know what i mean yeah. and uh you know it looks sounds like guys love coming back and yes. we're already talking oh, about yeah. next year no, it's, yes it's, it's an extremely personal experience which uh which i love like i don't want to feel like i'm just another number uh, yes exactly. get, getting put in a blind number you know you're number six today and yeah hopefully you see something and like, see and that goes back to talking about relationships like he caught me on the phone the farmer called because yeah. because i called the farmer the grazing pasture we wanted to know if we could go in there or when we could go in there and he had called yesterday on our way out yeah of a different property and he's like cows are out we respect you calling get in there You're the moose are calling and yeah. it's good that that they they tell us stuff like that they're exactly. like he said we know there's three big bulls and 
Troy told him, well, hopefully there's only two. <laughs> yeah, at the end of tomorrow. So, yeah, no. you know, it's, stuff stuff like that. It's it's very important to keep that relationship not only with other hunters but the landowners, and it's it's all about respect. Yeah, respecting each other, respecting the landowners, respecting other. Well, I, I mean, you guys are the landowner. He's yeah. just the renter. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, he rents it out for his grazing cattle. Yep. Um. So Troy, we were talking about this this morning. Moose, mule deer, you're sort of after both right now. Whatever. Oh yeah. The Whatever. I like being from Manitoba. You can't. You can't hunt mule deer. You don't have. We don't have that option. Yeah. So I'm really open to mm -hmm. to whatever. And yeah, I mean, still largely chasing moose after seeing Brody's dead bull. That's yeah. just a big animal. That's that uh, was awesome. Yeah. That was puts incredible. A, puts a lot of meat in the old freezer for the year. But yeah. uh, but no, I'm definitely not scared to pull the trigger on a. On a beauty and you're hauling hauling the bull around still going with the epa okay. you bet nice. try and make her happen yeah right on right on so uh you guys are hunting together for the next couple yes. days i'm sitting in a blind i've got another guy that i'm working with yeah and uh, yeah i've got a, a nice white tail a nice mule deer that's coming in the last little while so hopefully uh, something comes in the next hopefully you know, the white tail comes you know day. like I'm that that so. white tail i remember showing you pictures of him in may when he started yes. going yeah. And and now he's a nice six by five, I think he is. Yeah. But he's, um, he's a nice deer, and hopefully we could uh, seal a deal on him. If not, any other deer that is a mature deer will. Yeah, you know, and it's be, neat be because you showed us the photos, and we said, yeah, let's set up for this one. We set the blind up on Monday, put some antler obsession out, yes. put some feet out, and that deer was back that evening, and he was back the next day. But we haven't seen him for a few days now. But the way I look at it, if he's not back the day after then he should be back the second day if he's not back the second day then he really should be back the third day yeah but if he's gone for three or four days then you start to worry yeah. sometimes a little bit but yeah. we still have a day and a half left so i'm gonna be sitting uh sitting my butt in the stand for the next day and a mm -hmm. half and you guys are on the search for moose <clears throat> probably that, probably that, work that yeah. new piece that's good country Fresh we land. were walking around calling and it was just weird like we were walking right by the mule deer they know that sound they yeah. know that's a that's a hot cow yeah like they didn't move no they looked at us and they just kept feeding wow. and we walked right by yeah uh letting out the calls and uh we saw a lot of mule deer this morning so um hopefully this afternoon picks up you know like this morning was the first actual calm hunting period that we had in the last what two days Three, yeah two, it was two, windy. two and a half days yeah, so yeah. you know everything was just kind of getting back on their feet so hopefully this evening when we get out there everything's out there early and we could set up on something and yeah figure out a game plan from there yeah mornings have been hot like mornings yes. have been yes. really good so even Possibly. if you find some sign tonight Figure yep. out where they are, get in there in the morning. Yep, definitely. And try it, you know, hard and early in yep. the morning. So I've noticed too when I was driving in here and driving around, there are geese by the thousands. Yes. Specifically yes. snow geese. Yeah, and right now the snow whatnot. geese are coming back, yeah. Yeah, so you guys offer snow geese hunts yep. in the spring yep. and fall, is yep. that correct? Yes, and uh, by next season and into 2023, we'll only have the two or three weeks of moose hunting and the rest of the beginning of September and the ending of October will be waterfowl. Waterfowl, yeah, yeah. which makes sense because there is loads of birds. They are everywhere. I've never seen this and many birds. And like I told you, they're just getting here. Yeah. So, and it's all the small birds wait till the big ones come <laughs> yeah, through and yeah. at the end of October, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, you were definitely right in the yeah. fly, fly path. Yeah. Very, very cool. But yeah, beautiful country. I mean, 
Saskatchewan is known for world class. Yes, for beer. sure. And yeah. I mean, you offer it. Yep. I know from a non-resident, I put in, and you do too, Brody. Yeah. You put in for the whitetail draw every year. I've been putting in for five years, and I haven't drew it yet. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm running four, yeah. and still don't have a tag. Basically, unless you have a family member um, that lives in Saskatchewan, your yeah. odds of getting draw are remarkably low. Yeah. So basically, to come here and chase world-class whitetails in prime Saskatchewan country, like just stereotypical, like this is big deer country. Yeah. yeah. It's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've got you've got a whole ton of stands set up on all your different properties yeah. for November rifle yeah. hunters. Yeah. And like like you guys see, a lot of them are already getting bait piles at the yeah. the, the alfalfa. It's been extremely dry this summer, so. You know the the green feed is what what they want yeah. right now. You know everything's dead already. So we usually start like we run our bait piles and our mineral piles all season long, but we usually start putting out bait right now. Yeah. Oh, you okay. Know, we usually start right at the beginning of moose season because the moose like that smell of yeah. the alfalfa too. So right from now till the uh, I'd say the end of January, we're hitting those baits hard, nice. and we we feed the deer right till January, February. In those harsh winter months when the snow is too hard to dig through for them, um, that's when we really hammer out the feed for them. Nice, yeah, and the mineral. Yeah, yeah, especially this year with things being so dry, like all the plants and everything mm -hmm. are just lacking nutrients. Yes. That's why those mineral sites yeah. are just so important. Yeah. Well, and I was asking you. I said it's crazy how you have you know, this regrowth in some of these fields, yes, but exactly. these critters are still coming to these bait yeah, piles. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's interesting how they have feed in the fields, <coughs> yeah. but they're coming to the alfalfa bales. Exactly. They're coming to the antler obsession. And the That's antler obsession, coming. right? Yeah, they're yeah. coming to that combination yeah. of minerals, nutrients. And like you said, Troy, to me, that's their easiest way of getting nutrients and uh, the lowest cost of energy to them, yes, basically, uh, right? Absolutely. <clears throat> oh yeah, like that muley that's hitting that bait, yeah. like he is, his he range right is there. so small and he's had no trouble, Yeah. right? Like he's got no pressure from hunters or coyotes no. until... See, and that's the thing though, like most of the bait piles are in the bush. Yeah. So they would rather eat in the bush than yeah, out exactly. in the middle of open field, yeah. you know, like, so it's just, that it's good for them and it's good that we run those early baits like that. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I noticed with that mule deer. I had a mule deer that's been coming in all week. He came in yesterday morning when I was there. And he was there yesterday evening. And what it is, yesterday morning, he came from that, that bluff of trees up on the top, came down, and then he went into the valley side. And he bedded in there all day. And in the evening, he came out from there and went right back into his bluff up top. Yeah, and so, so was, that's obviously what he's living yeah. in, is those two pastures. His home range is 300 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. until the rat kicks in, then he's moving yes. all over. Oh, yeah, for chasing sure. But, those, and that's when you see those different deer. But he's got good food. Yeah. He's got cover yeah. and safety. Mm -hmm. Hasn't got into trouble yet, so why bother leaving? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Those tenderloins were awfully mm -hmm. uh, tempting. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, guys, we just thought we'd do a quick podcast here, chat with Lance. Um, you know, Troy, uh, he still has, he's going to get a moose down. We're quite confident. You but bet. he's holding on to that stick and strings. So we got to get him nice and close because. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, it's a little tougher than rifle, but uh, you know, if anyone can do it, it's this guy right here. So, so we'll see how it goes. And yeah, guys, check us out on Facebook. You can follow along with how this week went. This will be published after our hunt. 
Um, so look back on our Facebook page and hopefully you'll see some different trophy photos. And check out BRCO on Instagram and get in touch with this man and yeah. knock a few animals off your bucket list. Yeah, thank us later. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. Today's podcast is brought to you by Smith Game Calls. Go to smithgamecalls.ca and check out their wide variety of game calls, all handmade right here in Alberta. This spring, I've set a goal to kill a bear and call one in with a diaphragm call by Smith Game Calls. So that's my game plan. I'm going to get one of their predator diaphragm calls. Um, I've practiced quite a bit already with a few different ones and see if we can call a bear in and take one down with uh, with a rifle. It's going to be a lot of fun. going to film it all with the Tacticam. So yeah, stay tuned. And as per you guys, check out smithgamecalls.ca and use promo code NONTYPICAL for 15% off each and every call on their webpage. Cheers. This podcast is brought to you by Tacticam. Right here in my hands, I got the Tacticam 5.0 Ultra HD sporting camera. This thing is eight times zoom, ultra HD. It shoots in 4K, 2.7K, and of course, 1080p. Um, it's got fantastic image stabilization, Wi-Fi hookup to your phone, customizable uh, button pressing, and of course, it's weatherproof, waterproof, all that good stuff. Go to tacticam.com for all your self-filming. Share your hunt needs. T-Rex Knives. Local and handcrafted knives built right here in Alberta, Canada. Our hunting knives, fillet knives, and kitchen knives here at the T-Rack shop are custom built for each individual. We take great pride in our craftsmanship and produce an outstanding product made from high quality steel and finished with your choice from a large selection of handle material. Find us at Trax Knives on Instagram and Facebook, on the web at www.traxknives.com, or contact Joe at 780-831-5273 or email tracksknives at gmail.com to place your custom order from the T-Rack shop. You will not be disappointed. This non-typical nation podcast is brought to you by Old Smokes Coffee. Crafted coffee for the courageous. And that, folks, is the man, the myth, the legend... Tim Sanford with Old Smokes Coffee. Remember, use promo code non-typical at oldsmokescoffee.com.